0: Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. Thanks for joining me today. Today, I want to talk to you about growing through failure. Note, I didn't say getting stuck at failure. Note, I didn't say getting lost in failure. Note, I didn't say going into the maze of failure. Because I believe, although failure is inevitable for all of us, that if we have the right perspective, we can actually grow through our failures. Well, the reality is that we all go through difficult and testing times in life. And in those times, it's comforting to know that you are not alone. But simply having someone there may not necessarily be all that helpful. I want to present a couple of scenarios to you. Some are definitely less than ideal, and I think you might relate. The first is, you might know someone who knows and understands exactly what you're going through, but they just don't care. I think we can agree, this is not that helpful. The next is, you might know someone who cares deeply, but they don't understand what you're going through, and so they simply cannot relate. So while this is certainly better, and that it offers more comfort than our first scenario, It's still far less than ideal when what you need is real help. The next scenario is, well, then you get the brigade that sends you ads over social media and Google promising you that they care and they can help if only you will part with your hard-earned money because, unfortunately, the offer expires at midnight. Then the price goes up by double. And you will lose their special bonuses. <laughs> but what if there was another scenario? What if you knew someone that cared deeply, understood exactly what you were going through, had all the time in the world to help you, and was completely committed to you, and had your best interest at heart? Well, that would make them the ideal person to help you And coach you through your difficult, challenging circumstances. So you come through stronger on the other side. Well, we don't have to go through life alone. And I want to talk to you today about a God who knows, cares, and is deeply devoted to your well-being. I'd like to read a scripture passage for you from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16. It reads this, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need let me ask you a question how do you see god do you see him as a stern disapproving parent or maybe a harsh judge or a benevolent but distant god who's largely disconnected with our lives or perhaps unapproachable well let's look at what the scripture passage reveals God as. Firstly, it reveals God as someone who can relate to our struggles. Someone who's understanding and sympathetic. Full of grace. Inviting and welcoming. Someone who will build your confidence. Generous and loving. Someone who is eager to help, in fact, ready, willing, and able to help us when we need it most. Someone who wants to build us up and bring healing and restoration into our lives. Did you know that failure is not fatal with God? In fact, his mercies are new every morning. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 and 23 says this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. And the writer then says, great is your faithfulness. Friend, I want to say to you today that regardless of the challenges, difficulties, and even the failures in your life, that God is there for you, ready, willing, and able to help you. I'd like to tell you a story by way of illustration. I know a coach who recently helped a student who is trying a sport for the first time. And he told me this story. A student came to the playing field and fully expected to immediately do well at the new sport. However, the more he tried, the more he failed. The more he failed, the more he compared himself to others with many more years of experience that made it look easy. As a result, the student was very hard on himself and began to feel down. His face dropped. His shoulders dropped and he was ready to give up. It was at this moment that the coach came and sat by the student, and explained that failure was an integral part of the learning experience. And that all the other people who were doing so well had experienced the same failures when they first started. And that if he would just accept some coaching, be willing to make some changes and persevere, then he could also experience the same success. When the student realized that failure was not an end in itself, but simply a part of the growing and learning experience, and that when he failed, he had only to look to his coach, and the failure would be changed into an opportunity. To grow and succeed. Then an amazing thing happened. His shoulders lifted. His face lifted. His spirit lifted. He was willing to try again. And he ended up playing a fantastic game. Friend, are you willing to look to God as your coach? And realize that failure is simply an opportunity for us to change, to grow, and to succeed. Failure is not fatal with God. God is for you, not against you. Did you know that our sin is not even a surprise to God? Which is why He's already made a way for us to succeed in life, despite our sin. The solution to sin is not guilt and condemnation, self-deprivation, but to find mercy, acceptance, and forgiveness in Jesus. Many times John 3.16 is quoted. I'd like to read for you today verse 17 and 18. It says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Acts 4.12 says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. There are many voices calling to us from the world. Come here, look there, get this book, get that seminar. I can help you. Just follow the link under the ad that says, learn more by now. (laughs) But the scripture says, salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. We have to go to God first. And I know there are other helpful people in the world who have expertise. But we have to go to God first. When we go to Him first and we begin to look to God as our coach, as our mentor. We begin to look to God the way Hebrews 4 reveals Him to be. As someone who understands he knows, he cares, he's empathetic, he's sympathetic, he's ready, willing, and able to help us. When we look to God like that, God will help us to grow through our failures so that we can change, grow, and go on to succeed. So, what do we do with those failures? Well, I want to say to you that forgiveness is what sets you free. Repentance is what keeps you free. So firstly, we come to God. We've messed up. We've made mistakes. Maybe we've sinned. We come to God for forgiveness. And he gives freely to all of us. The next part of it is Repentance. Repentance is what keeps us free. Repentance is walking away from those old sinful ways of thinking and acting and choosing a new and better way to live as a follower of Christ. Daily making the faith decision to walk in his ways of life and peace. And actually, any good coach would approach it the same way. If you're on the field of play, And you make mistakes, the first thing to do is to recognize that what you did didn't produce the desired result. It was a mistake in some way. Maybe there's some fine tuning that's needed, a better technique. But we need the perspective of the coach. That's what God does for us. He gives us a perspective through his word and through his truth that we simply cannot get alone. The next thing is, well, we've got to be willing to accept and hear what the coach says. He gives us that objective feedback. And the next thing that any good coach is going to do is show us how to do better. And that's like the process of repentance for us. Repentance is not just feeling guilty. (laughs) No, that repentance is not very helpful. (laughs) true repentance is about discovering how to walk in a new and living way so that we can do better. So today, instead of living with disappointment, regret, guilt and judgment towards yourself and others, let's choose to leave the weight of those things behind us. The word says that Jesus came to set the prisoners free. Jesus came to offer the hope of a bright new tomorrow. When we call on the name of Jesus, the power of his name will break every chain of darkness that has bound you. In fact, John 8.36 says, So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Friend, there's no need to drag those heavy weights around with you anymore. Think for a moment about your favorite athlete. How well would that person do (laughs) if they were dragging around heavy weights with them? I'm sure they wouldn't do very well at all. But how many times do we do the very same thing to ourselves? Instead of coming to God, finding his mercy, his acceptance, his forgiveness, and cutting those weights and running the race that he's set before us. We walk around burdened and struggling with guilt and condemnation. Friend, this is not God's best for you. It's not his plan for you. And it doesn't matter how guilty you feel and how long you feel guilty. It's never going to deal with your sin. And it's never going to deal with your failure. But if you come to God. And receive his mercy. His forgiveness. And you accept the fact that he. Not just knows you. But he loves you. And he's on your side. Then today can be. A new day. Of walking into freedom. Romans. Chapter 10, verse 13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I love this verse because you may feel like you don't deserve it. You may feel like you do deserve the misery that you've earned. (laughs) Well, guess what? The scripture still applies to you. It says for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And here's the beautiful thing. We were never in a position to save ourselves anyway. That's why the Father God sent Jesus to live a sinless life. And to give himself as a sacrifice on our behalf. You see, he took my sin and your sin upon himself. God placed the judgment that we deserved upon Jesus so that we can receive that grace, that mercy, and that forgiveness by simply placing our faith, our hope, and our trust in Him. I invite you to pray with me now. Lord, I recognize that I have missed it many times in my life, in many different ways. But I thank you, Lord, that your grace covers each And every one of those circumstances. I come to you Father God today in the name of Jesus. I place my faith, my hope and my trust in the name of Jesus. Jesus I thank you that you love me. I thank you that today you forgive me. And in the name of Jesus. Every one of those weights. That's been holding me back dragging me down, is broken in the power of your holy name. Thank you, Lord, that your word says in John 8, 36, that if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And I thank you that today I have a newfound freedom. And I thank you that because you are with me, I can continue to walk in the power of your freedom. Friends, be blessed. Take the message to heart. Know that God loves you. He is for you, not against you. And I pray that you have a wonderful day and an incredible week. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend.